Welcome to Catholic Stuff You Should Know, a J10 initiative. Hey, welcome to the podcast. This is Father Nathan Goebel. Father John is sitting right across from me. That's all you freaking need to know. <laughs> uh, we are we are not in a good mood right now. <laughs> we just uh we just recorded one of the best podcasts um, in the last five years. Absolutely be- beautifully done. Good good banter, short banter. And then we lost it. Yep. We lost it to this damn computer. And we are really... <laughs> we are really not happy right now. It was 40 minutes of magic. It was great. Followed by 10 seconds of terror. And so, uh, so here we are trying to... Pull one together in the final minutes before I got to uh, go to a penance service, and he's got to give a talk. Oh man! If they wonder why we drink so much, yeah, this is one of the reasons. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. So, uh, so it, it said export as iTunes, and we usually do export as audio file, and so I accidentally clicked that, and so it started doing the export as audio as iTunes file, and we realized that that takes a really long time, so I pressed abort. And as we know, abortion is wrong. <laughs> and I pressed abort for the task, and then the computer blipped and shut down the program and lost everything that we did. Yep. Everything. Everything. So we are really, uh, really angry right now. It's like that, uh, you remember that Tommy Boy thing? The You're not drinking coffee. You're drinking decaffeinated Colombian coffee crystals. <laughs> Chris Farley goes crazy. Yeah. The interview him at the end. How do you feel? Angry. Angry. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we, it, let's, let's. This is how I feel right now. So like Gronsky tells that story about the Lutheran that was dying and all oh, of yeah. his families around him. And uh, in his last dying breath, he turns to his family and he says, Alles was scheiße. All is shit. And he dies. <laughs> That's how I feel right now. So I'm sorry if there's any young listeners. Yeah. But we're just gonna we're gonna get one fired off. Let's start with a little bit of gratitude, uh, based on what we talked about last time, which is you are still enjoying a wonderful beer given to us by Garrett Dean. I'm gonna yeah. Garrett Dean gave me this. Garrett, thank you for the homebrew. Thank you. I've finished mine, I'm, I've moved on to Rusty Nails. I'm still working. And uh so we are grateful for that. <laughs> what are you doing? I'm looking up on my phone the topic. Oh, the topic. So the uh, so Garrett Dean, thanks to the family. You guys got you guys are the best. Thanks for taking care of Father Nathan here. Uh, we've nicknamed this beer uh, Gobalistic. Yeah, which, which is, is a actually play on a- goal, which is a plan Gobal, G O E B, which is actually really helpful because right now I'm about ready to go mutual assured destruction on this computer. <laughs> I feel like we just got punched in the stomach by Jimmy Pettyjohn getting off the school bus. Yep. For listeners of previous podcasts, you know that story. So, um, sometimes you want to use really choice words and you realize there are people around, but also the presence of your guardian angel and all the saints. And so you don't use them. But this podcast is actually on that. It was brought up to me by, um, Jeremy Franks. Is that his name? Yep. Jeremy Frank. Jeremy Frank, his, uh, wife, Holly, they're coming in. Who didn't show up at RCA the night I was there. Really? She bailed on me. But supposedly okay. she's real. Yep. Um, so, uh, but then Jeremy's daughter, 
who listens to the podcast who said, just learned some new terminology probably uh actually she's more <laughs> scandalized by the fact not from you who usually like drop bombs all over the place um she was offended because i uh have taken the lord's name in vain oh so i've said omg if you oh. fill in the blank so um so jeremy was asking about that and just saying is that is that a sin you know so uh right now i'm not necessarily in the frame of mind to talk about this because i want to use much more severe language um but i think it's good so let's look at the catechism john let us it's not in the ucad huh it, yeah in the ucad it's freaking annoying. <laughs> um yeah no thanks okay 2142, the paragraph, the second commandment prescribes respect for the Lord's name. Like the first commandment, it belongs to the virtue of religion, and more particularly, it governs our use of speech in sacred manners. Uh, blah, blah, blah. The Lord's name is holy. For this reason, man must not abuse it. He must keep it in mind in silent, loving adoration. He will not introduce it into his own speech except to bless, praise, and glorify. Respect for his name is an expression of the respect owed to the mystery of God himself and to the whole sacred reality it evokes. The sense of the sacred is part of the virtue of religion. So the question becomes, like, if you just say, oh my gosh, or fill in the blank, um, in kind of like normal speech, is that taking the name of the Lord in vain? No. No? Oh, I don't know. I don't know either. I, uh... Yeah. I think when um when people damn the name of God, that for me is pretty clear, you know. Yeah, when you say G D. Right. G D. Okay. Uh that that is or or the name of Christ, you know. Yes. That's one you hear a lot. Yes. Um that one that always shocks me, you know. Yeah, and actually uh I can remember the first time I took the Lord's name in vain, I had captured a frog and I was going to show it to my dad. It was in a five-gallon bucket. He was standing, uh, trimming the bushes right next to Bud and Charlotte's yard um, on the east side of our house. Is this the lady who would uh, mow the lawn in her? No, she was. that was the, the across the street. Okay. So then I'm taking the bucket over to my dad, and uh, the frog does like this like straight vertical leap up into the air, and I swear to you, it looked like... He was going to jump into my mouth. Like, he was jumping that high. And I said uh, the name of the Lord in vain, like JC. And my dad calmly took the bucket and uh, said, the reason why I uh, am going to get spanked is because I took the Lord's name in vain and that we are we're not like that. And, uh, and so I got my spanking. Nice. He probably spanked my brother too, just because <laughs> that seemed to happen a lot in my family. Just, so, so then, uh, so then, that's very different. Okay, yeah. I, you know, when you're taking the name of the Lord deliberately in vain. Right. Okay. So as with anything in the moral law, you have to look at the object. The screw you, <laughs> screw you, Loon Clark. Shut up! Shut up! <laughs> I'm so angry right now. I would I would turn over a, like a table of Girl Scout cookies right now. That's how angry I am. 
Make so, a cord of whips and drive, yeah, drive, drive them out of King out. Supers. Drive them out of King Supers. So if you um, you have what uh, object, circumstance, and what's the other one? Intention. Intention. Okay. So then in, if you're using the severity of the Lord's name in vain with either a GD or a JC, I think that's bad. Right. And I would say that I don't believe we've ever done that on the podcast. I think I think that's right, right? Hopefully. Yeah. I'm sorry if we have. Yeah. Now, what if people like what if somebody comes up to you and says, Hey, by the way, um, your car's on fire and you say, Oh my gosh. Okay. Right. Is that taking the name of the Lord in vain? I don't know. I don't really know what that phrase means, frankly. You know? That's why I've switched to mein Gott, mein Gott, warum hast du Vic Velasen? <laughs> yeah, that that's better. My God, my God, why have you abandoned me? Which is what I feel right now. Right. It seems to me that uh, the kind of the OMG culture is, um, well, it's just it's just kind of a stupid phrase. It doesn't mean yes, anything. right. You don't have to say it. Um, you know. Well, uh, but if your car's on fire and you say, oh my gosh, okay. Right. Um, Which, and, oh my gosh, is just kind of dumb. It's like... Right, you want to like say it. Mark Johnson was a neighbor kid, and he wasn't allowed to say fart, so he had to say fluff. That's kind of what I... <laughs> <laughs> so he would always fluff. And uh, I kind of think of it like that. It's like, right. why are you saying, oh my gosh? Well, just, I mean, my dad says frickin' frackin' tiddlyackin', <laughs> but I know exactly what he wants to say. Yeah. Well, we got we used to get yelled at for saying frickin', you know. Frickin'? Yeah, because my mom was like... Ow, what? my freaking ears! Yeah. So the um, um yeah I, I okay so, so it doesn't mean anything so I'm kind of okay. like it's kind of an empty phrase but, I don't think it's on the level of um the name of Christ or damning the name of God okay so if your car's on fire and you say oh my God in some sense you're actually meaning oh my God oh my God yeah yeah <laughs> that, that I'm just remembering so Christy Christy Steffel used to used to say like something like that and then we would have this thing where we would go she hated it when you were on your focus team yeah that's <laughs> poor christy such a jerk i'm sorry Hopefully she doesn't listen um so okay but then if they say hey they're giving two for one uh macchiatos at starbucks and you say oh my god like is that that would be a flippant use of the name of the Lord, right? Yeah. And I, so I think that would be the distinction. Yes. That to honor the name of the Lord would not be to use it flippantly. Yes. As well as in a um, derogatory way. And so it, the gravity, I think, would be less, right? Yes. But both of them, I would say, are, uh, are there's no way to justify really saying it, you know? This is another one from the Catechism. Blasphemy is directly opposed to the Second Commandment and consists in uttering against God, inwardly or outwardly, words of hatred, reproach, or defiance, in speaking ill of God, in failing in respect towards Him in one's speech, in misusing God's name. The prohibition of blasphemy extends to language against Christ's church, the saints, and sacred images. Uh, it is also blasphemous to make use of God's name to cover up criminal practices, to reduce people's servitude, to torture persons, blah, blah, blah. Right. Um, so, like, you see some people and they're like, Santa Maria. <laughs> uh, like, you know, when yeah. you know a goal gets scored in right. soccer. Right. Um, yeah, Holy Mary. Um, yeah, I don't think so. 
The um, so, but it, but how far does it extend? For example, my brother um, w- back in the day was friends with this old Belgian woman at Cabrini here, your your parish. She's since passed away. Marcella was her name, and she he would always say "Sacre bleu," and she would always say "Ah, oh, Etienne, don't say that," and she would yell at him because "Sacred blue" is, is some the kind mother, of yeah, yeah. It, so she was like, "He's blaspheming." Well, then they take the name of the Lord's name in vain. In Beauty and the Beast, because <laughs> uh, what's his name? Cogsworth says, I can't believe you know this. Says, Suck le bleu, invaders. Or, no, that's invaders. not Cogsworth, that's uh, Lumiere. The candle, yeah, the candle, yeah. So, Disney, you're on the same level as me, that's right, down to the fires of hell that is going to consume your bones. So um, I, I think so that it's, the, yeah, I think what we have done. Is we've said that um, little Frank's whatever your name is, little Frank. Um, I'm sorry for possibly causing scandal through my inadvertent use of the name of the Lord. Yeah. I hope that if I am using it, um, I'm doing it in a way that is somehow calling on the name of the Lord, even indirectly. But most of the time, I want when I say the name above every other name, Jesus' name, I want it to be in a sense of prayer, reverence, and awe. Amen. Here's a, a, a thought from Father Brian Larkin, who had an opportunity to redeem his personality, his reputation, and do a podcast, and he declined it. And his today. good name. And his good name. Now we would take the name of the Lo- name, name, name of the, of the Larkin. Larkin. Oh, my Larkin. That's what we're going to just replace it with. But he uh, makes a distinction between... He says, you know, that kind of profanity, you know, saying things like we did at the beginning of this podcast, like I seem to say in homilies sometimes, is different than taking the Lord's name in vain in terms of... They're, they're kind of, oh, a, yeah. of different, you know, oh, on yeah. different levels. But everybody Absolutely. kind of thinks like if you say the word crap or something, that that's on the same level. But uh, the question is, what do you do... In a world now where um, it's just kind of cliche phrases, you know? Yeah. Uh, and then sometimes it takes it to the next level. So like Father Brian was telling me that he called some guys out in the locker room at 24-Hour Fitness recently. And he's not exactly one for conflict, as yeah. we know. Because it was just so vulgar. and it, But it was about it was the way that they were speaking the Lord's name. And I was yeah. like, that's pretty sweet. But then there's other times when... Like I was sitting at a coffee shop last week with our good friend, Father Michael Lachlan, another companion, who's Mr. Cool, right? And this guy came up to us. We were sitting there working, and he started saying some horrible stuff about the church. And Olaf was just totally unfazed. And I thought it was like one of the best examples because the guy was trying to trying to get us going, you know? He was trying to talk smack and trying to like try and get a response out of us. And Olaf was just totally Mr. when He could just... It was like nothing phases him. Mm. And uh, I was kind of like, that's kind of a beautiful response. We don't have to go around calling people out all the time. Sometimes it does need to happen in the locker room, whatever. But a lot of times it's just like, I'm not phased by you and your sin, you know, kind of cramming these things into the face, especially about the church. Yeah. Well, you try doing that with Islam. Yeah. You try doing that with Islam in any way in a group of Islamic people. And you're probably going to have some troubles, okay? So, granted, um, we are much more a religion of peace. However, um, 
Yeah, I, I there just, will be wailing and grinding of teeth. Yeah, and I'm not saying don't call people out, and I'm not saying don't oh, yeah. be persecuted, because I, I think as priests, it's really different. You know, a lot of people, a lot of Catholics I know out in the workplace, there's so much anti-Catholicism just everywhere. It's crazy. Yeah. And they suffer a lot of it. And I think most people need to say more. They need to stand up for themselves more. But as priests, it's kind of a different thing. When we're in the collar in public, people yeah. like to kind of, oh, yeah. they like to get us going, you know? Yeah, I mean, imagine and, uh, imagine if um, imagine if you were an African-American priest and somebody said something about the church and whatever else, but then all of a sudden they started using very racist phrases. There would be a natural um, rousing of one's anger, you know? And, like, even around them, if somebody was using racist language, there would be people that stand up and say, absolutely not, not in my place of business, you can get out of here. But if somebody's talking about the church in a defaming manner or saying, you know, GD this and whatever else that, no problem. Right. You're welcome to stay. Yeah. Well, um, there, I, I think I've told this on the podcast before, but St. Ignatius, there was a guy that was defaming Our Lady um, as he was making his pilgrimage to Montserrat, and he said, Lord, if you want me to kill this dog, I will. And uh, and he let go of the reins, and he went right, and Ignatius went left, and that's the reason why he's a saint. And that other guy, I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, I think that there needs to be more righteous anger kind of cultivated. Like, we need to suffer it. Yeah. Yes, but also there needs to be a sense of like, you know, who do you think you are? Um, yeah. So righteous anger, but also like, uh, um, some, uh, I don't know, kind of a long suffering almost. Well, but also like people need to pay attention when when they're speaking. You right. know, attentiveness. I don't right. even know what the word is right, right. now because um, I'm just angry. Um, so we're very angry, very angry people. I guess I'll save my shout-outs. I don't want to give them the shout-out I gave before, because that was actually a sweet one. Um, okay. Well, let's let's wrap this sucker up. Sorry we don't have more, but again, we gave you all the goods too early. I do want to provoke you, though, with Catherine Aron's text, which is supposed to be a surprise, but now that we're doing this again... Yeah, sure. Yeah, okay. do it again. Provoke me. <laughs> I love it. This is from Catherine, super fan of Gonzaga. She says, Father Nathan, a quote... By the time this podcast comes... <laughs> I don't even want to know how Yeah, bad. do it. This is going to No, do it. Yeah. Catherine, I yeah. love you. I'm sorry. This is going to happen. By the time this podcast comes out, Gonzaga will be out of the tournament. Quote, Father Nathan, two weeks ago. Well, today is March 26th, and the Zags are in the Sweet 16, Father Nathan. She says, I don't have his number, but can you please relay it and have him pray for our victory tomorrow night at 515? Also pray for my future husband, point guard, Kevin Pangos. What do you want to say? It's not too late to choke, Gonzaga. Um, so I made the bet on the last podcast, and I'll do it again. You listen to me, all right? <laughs> You're talking to Catherine? Yeah. Katarina, according to the queen. You listen up, and you listen good. <laughs> Gonzaga will not be in the tournament come next week when this podcast comes out, or I will buy you two triple macchiatos or frappuccino orange mocha whatever or, from starbucks or an alcoholic beverage of your choice you got two of them double or nothing here we go you played a 16 seed and a nine or an eight seed congratulations you're finally going to start playing people from a real conference you're going down and that's all i can say the other thing is you wrote me a beautiful letter and it was wonderful and thank you but listen to me and listen good you're going down 
Well, I think that summed it up well. That was that was good. Okay, the other shout-out I want to give is to the Castros from my parish. Um, one of their daughters uh, who listens to the podcast just scored a hat trick, either in hockey or in soccer. I can't remember which one. Um, but they're a great family, and we're still looking for a time for dinner. We'll get it in the calendar soon. You'll get on that. Catholic stuff. No, 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 not yet. No, please, can we end this? Can we talk about the coasters? You want to do this on this one? Yeah, I just brought it up. Okay. You're just, I know, no, you're I, so angry. We gave you a great shout out, an incredible shout Grab out. Grab the letter. We, Let's do this right totally now. totally excited. It's on your right. Okay, so we got in the mail today from Edmonton, Canada. Is Edmonton in Alberta? I think it is. It is in Alberta. That's why she put Edmonton AB. Oh, yeah. That doesn't mean uh, T5N3K7. Okay, go ahead. Hey, dear Father John and Father Nathan, I'm sorry that this anniversary gift will be reaching you a few months late, but congratulations on she reaching... sounds like my mother. Congratulations on reading the five... <laughs> on reaching the five-year mark with Catholic Stuff You Should Know. We really did give you an incredible shout out. Last Let's time. try. I am excited. Let's try. Okay. Just feel try. it. Feel it. Just try. You I've been I've thing. been a listener for most of these five years, and I've been I've I can't. Wanted you to let you know that I was really ex- inspired by your being consumed episode. At the time I listened to it, I was debating whether or not to launch my own Etsy shop, and you guys gave me the nudge I needed to see it started. So I hope you enjoy these quote Cretaceous critter. Coasters, which we're holding right here. Yes. We're holding our drinks. Yes, and let it be known, as soon as he told me that they were dinosaurs, I was like, there better be a Stegosaurus in here, and bam, Stegosaurus there is. And so, I got a Triceratops, is that right? That's a pterodactyl. I don't know these things. What did you play with again? Rumble Buddies or something? <laughs> Battle Beast. <laughs> Battle Beast, man. They were amazing. Just Google them. Rumble buddies. <laughs> oh, now he's cheering up right at the end. <laughs> Sounds like. <laughs> Don't say it. This is on. I know, I know, I know. Cleaning I know. up your speech. I know, I know. <laughs> the, uh, the cutting is all done by laser, but they're my own design, and I sand, paint, varnish, and assemble them all by my own toenails. <laughs> coincidentally, the traditional gift for a fifth anniversary is. Wood coasters, and she remembered because I said, "What is the fifth anniversary? Is it plastic? Is it aluminum? It's wood." So I think they're especially fitting for the occasion. They are she wonderful. Says, I hope you like the dinosaurs. We do love the dinosaurs. I'm actually thinking about recommending them to a friend of mine, uh, Evelyn. Evelyn, huh? Brand doesn't sound like a real person. Evelyn Brand. Okay. She made her own dinosaur club at school. That's okay, it. So, uh, what's her name again? Rebecca. Rebecca? I think. Oh, yeah. Rebecca Say. C E Y. Say. Rebecca Che. Thank you, Rebecca. Rebecca, they really are wonderful, and I'm so happy that there's not only a Stegosaurus, but also a Tyrannosaurus Rex, because that's how I feel right now. Catholic Stuff Podcast at gmail.com. Thanks for bearing with us on this one. We'll be back all cheery and happy next week. Have a blessed Triduum. Yep. It's the end of Lent. Is this any surprise? We'll see you in Easter. Peace.